0: Hello everyone! Um, happy Monday to you. The second Monday in the new year, uh, it's a great time uh, for us to be alive, a great time to be present, to be in it, and to do what it is put forth our hands to do. And for the month of January. Um, We're going to be continuing our process on preparing your business for greatness. So we had some uh, lady, had not on last week, and we talked about your mental preparation for you to do what you need to do and to keep going and to prepare yourself for greatness in your business. Um, Today we're going to talk a little bit more about preparing your business for greatness. We're going to talk about personnel teamwork, how you develop and keep a motivated, effective team. You cannot do this thing alone and uh, you need to have people uh, in your corner working forward. We're going to talk a little later this month about the financial aspect of doing a business. You've got to have your finance together, your tax together. We're going to also talk about your physical health, uh, making sure you keep that strong and keep yourself strong um, as to do the work that has to be done. Um, We have to talk about the legal aspect of your business being legal and what you have to do. So we're going to, this month, talk about all the some of the most of the key elements to uh, prepare yourself to continue to go forward and be great at what you do and to uh, be effective and efficient and successful in your business venture so today i'm going to talk a little bit about the teamwork the staff i um, have got to have that staff so without building an effective team a leader business owner risks limiting the productivity of their team their staff uh, if you foster team building, you can unite people, give them a common goal, a common view, a common vision, and make sure that what you're doing is being more product, product productivity than before. People understand that performance indicators show that effective teams will almost always outperform an individual, especially when you're in the issue of even that's high-paced, high-stress, fast-moving. Teams support each other, keep things going, um, have each other's back, have the best attitude uh, as working together because they know they have a common goal and they built um, all the steps that make them work together cohesively. It's been so, many, so much training, so much activities on what you need to do uh, to train a business, a team. Now let me just start right here and say that this includes all size businesses, even small businesses, one or two people. You still have to make sure that your team members, if you and one one person, you and two other people, you guys are still in lockstep. Doesn't matter if it's two or three opposed to ten, twenty, a hundred. Okay. Um, it's important for you if you are one man shop, that you build this team spirit with your vendors and your suppliers. Whoever you interact with still build that because you guys are working on the same goal. If you are having your business and you have to get um, supplies from somebody, they need to understand how and why you work the way you do and help your understand your vision enough to be a team, part of your team. So this concept of team building is for everyone in business, not just large businesses, everyone in business, and all types of businesses. Uh, It shouldn't come as a surprise to you. We talk about teamwork all the time. There are more and more organizations or uh, doing team building activities, team building uh, events, and things of that nature. I mean, I know that um, when I worked in corporate America, um, all of us um, have built a boat together, or race a boat, or went outside and, and build a tent, or plant trees. It was or go to a, do a picnic and whatever. It was always some kind of team activity that companies would kind of put together for their team to get together, relax, and. And, and, and they call themselves building team-building team, uh, team activities. And, and some of those did um, actually build some teamwork um, activities. It did give you an opportunity to uh, relax a little bit, get to know your coworkers and things of that nature. But it's more than just these teamwork activities that you do once a year or twice a year. It's more than those tools or surveys that you have your teams to fill out and you come back and you kind of share with each other and you're feeling good. Those things are good and they're important but it's more than that. It has to do with you in a productive role in building your team. And this is not going to happen one time. Okay, I brought my team together this one time and we're good. Or, oh, I'm, all, you know, I, I got new employees coming in, things changes. Your team building should be an ongoing part of your business um, program. How your business work is how you handle your work every day. Uh, the most important thing about this, when you're trying to build this team, because you're considered the leader, the person in charge of the of the billionaire, and one of my favorite sayings is, when in command, take charge. I learned that from General Swoffkopf. I went to hear him speak once, and he was phenomenal, surprising to me. I didn't expect to a lot of his speech, but he was great, and one of the things he emphasized was, be a leader, and when you're you in command, take charge. Don't just sit around and just figure out people going to just Um, come around me and be at my feet because they know I'm the leader. You have to act and be the leader. You have to have your people to trust you. Uh, You can't be everywhere at one time so that when you are a leader and you're in charge and you build your team and you go through these steps we're going to talk about tonight and some others, you will develop kind of leadership skills and develop the kind of relationships with your team that whether you're there or not, because you cannot be in all places at one time, they will continue to go forward with what their responsibilities are because they want, they're they, have shared, they were brought into the vision, they know what needs to be done, and you get a much better um, scenario. You need to understand how it's important to address the why. When you tell a person or ask a person that you want something done, I have found it's always good to tell them why. You know, I would like you to uh, you uh, take, make a sale. I, want you, I would like you to put one receipt here uh, in the drawer. i like you to put other receipt in this folder. See, the ones in the folder are going to go to the accounting department, and so they will have a, a direct copy. The ones in the drawer will be taken out and actually cash out. Whatever the reason is, let them understand why. And I have also found that when I tell a person, I ask a person to do a task, you have the right kind of environment, and I say, I would like you to do this task this way, And because I want to have this outcome, oftentimes they have said to me, hey, because you want this outcome, why don't we do X, Y, and Z? Well, I might have been saying do A, B, and C. And they say, you know, that's great, but we could maybe do X, Y, and Z. And oftentimes we come with a better scenario, they have a better idea, or we do a hybrid of the two. And it makes it much much better and a person feels better about their well their, their place in the company, that we feel better that they've been appreciated and listened to. Those kinds of things so I often find tell people, tell people why. Not a long explanation, but just kinda of explain to them very quickly what you're doing and how. And oftentimes they will get it, they will go with it, or and or they will add to it and make it a little bit better. You need to build this relationship with your your team, your employees, your staff, whatever term I'm using together, build a relationship with them. Try to learn a little bit more about them in terms of what they like or they dislike, what their skill sets are. And I also found that when you try to find out what their skill sets are, also find out what they would like to do down the road Um, that could be beneficial to you as you start deciding what tasks you would like them to do in the business arena in your corporation, in your company, in your organization. So you try to find out what they would like to do, what they do now, and kind of what their goals are. And as that, that process can continue to grow because they may change their goals. They may um, come up with something different. But kind of keep a relationship going um, with them. Um, nobody dislikes and, 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 and likes. And uh, are they a kind of person who likes public recognition? Are they a person that doesn't like public recognition? Um, try to kind of match the tasks you have at hand with that person's skill set, in terms of what they want to do. Um, talk to them about job satisfaction. What makes them happy? Um, like I said before, if you can include them in your decision-making process. Um, I worked at one point in time and had a very, very large team of different people. People worked in my creative, you know, people did creative work, account service work, people did production work. So um, I had about 30 people or so working for me. And, um, I prided myself on uh, trying to know each of them, not intimately, not gossiping, not knowing their business like that. You know, I don't have to know all into that. They don't have to tell me all that. But knowing enough to have a conversation, knowing enough that if they have a child and that, you know, you can say, how is little so-and-so doing, a little Bobby or Billy or whatever's doing, you know, or, you know, if they have an elderly parent, you know, um, how's your mom doing, how's your father doing? Know a little bit about them. They end up, they're they a sports fan. They enjoy, um, you know, uh, Clemson or New York Knicks or some other team, you know, you can say something about the game, but try to build a relationship with them. I'm not asking you nor should you get into their personal business, but at least know enough about the person to have a conversation with them. Um, I used to always go out and I, I'm not advocating this. It's something I like to do. I like to buy gifts. So um, after that, I from my mom, you know, in terms that's a way of showing you care. So like I said, I would start in June or July, no exaggeration, and I would buy everyone that worked for me a gift not the same thing, something I thought that was personally related to their personalities, um, what they like, what I saw about them, it you know, it was wonderful. And you cannot and I'm not advocating everybody to go out and do that. I was in a position to do it. But once again I did this very smartly. I started in June, in July. So I had six months to figure out what to do and put my money together and things like that, but um, it was amazing how people really were excited for the fact, and it wasn't about the, how much the gift cost. It was more about the fact that I thought about them individually. I didn't buy them all a mug or buy them all a, a t-shirt. I purchased something for them differently and depending on their personalities and what we talked about, and they felt like um, really appreciated and that I cared enough um, to do that for them. So we encourage you to continue the process of talking with them, sharing with them. And also, like I said before, they'll oftentimes help you and encourage you with, with developing and problem solving. And that's a huge thing because the best ideas come from several people. So that works well. When you build a relationship with your employees, you also have a, ability to do a better job at communicating and cooperating with them as a team. Um, Try to build that relationship with them in that way. And when it comes to a conflict, because at some point in time there will be a conflict with your team members, try to understand how to resolve that conflict. Um, Make sure you do it in a positive way. Don't take somebody's side. Don't say, well, you know so-and-so you should. No. Listen to both sides. Ask them to come up with a solution. You know, hopefully you can stay out of it. Um, Your position in that whole would be just a moderator. Um, and just say, okay, come here, you guys come into office. Okay, um, what's going on? And listen to what they say, how they see it. Um, you would probably, at that point, when you, each person tell you what they see, that you would probably understand right there what the conflict is. And ask them, how do we solve this? How do we get around this? You don't want to take sides in something like this because it seems like you like her better than like me. You may have to at some point down, down the road to do that, but generally if you in that process of having conversation, they themselves will come up with a solution to make it better. I want to tell you it's so, so important that you get them to talk to you and to each other. This is not a situation for emails. Um, I have a real challenge with this. Um, to me, emails are to document something that's happened, to send information, disperse information to several people uh, at the same time very easily, and that sort of thing. It is not to um, deal with conflict. And so many times people try to do that. They try to solve a conflict on email. And trust me, it will never work because your words are not the same as a conversation and reflection of what you're trying to say. I remember once again an incident I had. I'm sitting in my office, and I see an email going back and forth about an issue that has two people on my staff frustrated. And as I look at the emails, first of all, i don't have handled those emails, but they're sending to them; they copy on everything, right? And that's what you would do, probably the same—you copy, cover your butt, C.Y.A. Um, so they're sending emails out, and I could see them getting more and more heated. They're getting more and more aggressive. Each email, the person gets more and more aggressive. So about after about six emails going back and forth, I stepped out of the office and I said, "Holler down the hall." I said, "If I see another email," about this situation and i blew out there someone's going to have me to deal with and i promise you you don't want that to happen so who you two i didn't call it any names they knew who they were get into somebody's office and talk this thing through i hate the fact that we have Dismiss the, com- the idea of conversation and talking and, and brainstorming and, and leave it all on email. There are people who like to have the whole conversation, build their whole life around email. You still need to communicate, and I'm telling you, when you can, face-to-face is great. I understand we're now in a world where there's a lot more telecommuting um, uh, um, in terms of jobs, people in different states doing jobs. You can't always have that face-to-face, but you can't pick a phone. You can't call the person. I'm not saying for everything. When it comes to an impasse, when it comes to a brainstorming situation, when it comes to working something out, you do much better with this being voice-to-voice, face-to-face if possible. So a few minutes about, no, about, probably about an hour and 15 minutes later, I see the emails come back through, but they're a different tone. Hey, I enjoyed our conversation. I think you're right. We can do this and do that. Other person say, yeah, that was good. Then all of a sudden, this whole thing has got diffused, opposed to them getting angry and the tone of the voicemail you, know, you cannot always communicate your tone and what you mean in writing there's some writers who can people who do it for a living that's great but when you're in the business environment you're generally trying to get the point communicated as quickly as possible you might not do all the niceties and if you please and have time and all that you just trying to get the point out there so i don't have a problem with emails they make a lot of sense you need to um, recap what was said you need to give instructions. All of that's great. But some, oftentimes when it's time to brainstorm or to deal with a conflict or misunderstanding, it needs to be minimally voice-to-voice at best-case scenario, face-to-face if possible. And now, even with the Zoom situation, whatever, you can always have a face-to-face on the Zoom. At least you can see each other, the reflections, the tone of voice. That cannot be communicated via an email. That's my little diatribe on that. So as you continue to foster the team um, dynamics, encourage your team members to share information. Um, this is not a competition. Um, let them know that. There are some people who tend to want to stand out, and that's great. You know, I love that about folk who are go getters and whatever, but it's not a competition. There are people who are um, more aggressive and talk a little more, but that doesn't mean the other person who talks less. It's less important than what you have to do. So you have to understand and know that and let them know that. You know, I want your ideas. I want your thoughts. But everyone will not do it the same way, and everyone will not do it the way you do it. Oftentimes miss the boat or misinterpret a person's interaction because they don't do it the way we do it. We have to be open enough to say, okay, that person doesn't talk as much as me. And for me, I can say they don't talk as fast as I do, but they still have a lot to offer. They're still um, smart. Uh, They still are hardworking. Let me understand how I can work with them better. That's always the the, the scenario for yourself and the whole team. How you can continue to work together. So encourage them to share information. You don't want people in silos. That's not a good look for a team. You do not want silos. You want people to interact with each other and share and talk about what they're talking about, get ideas and thoughts and things of that nature. So you want them to... Bring this up together, widen the organization, communicate as much as you can with the team and with each other, and begin, and I'm talking about this needs to go beyond just your regular Monday morning meeting. Most companies, organizations, entities have a regular staff meeting, whether it's Monday morning, whether it's Monday afternoon, whether it's Tuesday, whether it's Friday, I don't know. But this needs to go far and beyond that one or two times a week when you sit around a table for an hour and share thoughts, continue to share thoughts and, and ideas and concerns and suggestions with each other. So we're a team. So we're constantly talking. So that's that's going to be very, very important. Um, don't forget with all of that camaraderie and we are the world, you still have to set your own rules for the team um, in terms of don't let it be just willy-nilly because we, we get along well. We've got a common goal, but you still have to hold on to the rain, like I said, we're in command, take charge. So you still have to set your own rules for the team. So we meet on this day at this time. We can't have all this coming in late and all that kind of stuff. You can't have people disregarding the rules and regulations, filling paperwork out, going through procedures or whatever. You still maintain that level of organization. Don't let, because we get along well, stop you from having those specific tasks that are on point that have to be done Continue to have those done. You can't just stop doing that because you happen to get along well. Okay? But Still just have some level of decency and groundwork you're doing. Um, make sure that your team members always know that whatever they say is valuable. It is valuable. It may not be the answer to the situation. It may not be um, the solution to a problem. But it's still valuable that you thought about it and that you are contributing, and we're trying to work things through. And with your thoughts and my thoughts and their thoughts and his thoughts and her thoughts, we'll probably come to something that makes a whole lot of sense for everybody. So no matter what, it's still valuable, Um, and you want them to always remember and think about that. Um, Make sure you try to. It's kind of difficult. When you get to know your team is going to help you as well with this, but try to be aware of their feelings unspoken feelings, feelings they don't talk about. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of work being a leader. That's why uh, everybody's not a leader. It's a lot of work. But it's worthwhile when you get people coming together and making a a positive impact uh, in the community or in the field that you're in or whatever. So try to understand people. You know them. You kind of know what's important to them. Um, You know know they like recognition. That's very important. If you like recognition publicly, you don't like it publicly, that's really, really important but um, try to bring a harmonious, a harmonious uh, feeling to the, to the situation where you have harmony. And, they can, and, and I say harmony, don't misunderstand me. Sometimes conversations get heated. Sometimes debates get heated. Um, sometimes um, you have to work some things out and work some things through several times to make it happen. But overall, you come to a positive end. So when I'm saying these things, don't think like everything in the office is going to be we are the world and we are all singing kumbaya. There will be some times when there's some frustrations and and, and some people get exacerbated by what's done. It's slow you. Like, that happens. But overall, you try to bring it all back together to the common goal of what you're doing. And if a person is not a part of your team, if a person is not moving forward with everyone else, if purpose person is purposefully trying to be contrary or don't want to pull their load, then you, once again, when you're in command, in charge, take command, and you may have to um, send that person down the road. Uh, Everybody that you run into, that you work with, your team is not going to stay on your team forever, and that's okay. Um, But just know you do the best you can when you have them there, and the person doesn't want to be a part of your team anymore. We're going to release them to their own destiny and wish them well, and we continue to go, and we continue to build. Um, I have had people um that have worked for me and a lot of you guys see the same thing. They may have gone to another position, a job or whatever, but guess what? We still kept a relationship. We still had a friendship. They just were able to grow. And I want to think part of it's because I helped them grow. And I feel good about them going on and doing other things. Um, so those kind of things will come up too, but still kind of keep this harmony going, this positive momentum going that you're a team and you're going forward. Um, once again, it's so important for you. When you're building this team, your communications are so, so important. Communications are so important. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Have a clear concept of where you're going. Tell people what you're doing, why you're doing it, where you're going, how you like things done, because you're still the leader of this whole thing, and people want to follow and embrace and support a good leader. Um, I think it's also important that when you make your team feel like your team, let's talk more about delegating and problem solving. Um, Sometimes, like I said, I just love the fact when you tell someone your why, when I need you to do this for this reason, and they can say, okay, that's cool, but what if we did this? That would be more effective. That's so good. And it's so good when your people learn to take uh, initiative and know what has to be done. Um, You may at some point, once you kind of outlined what you're doing, how you're doing, and why you want it done, um, situations come up, and you let the team decide, hey, guys, come on in here real quickly. Guess what? I have a client. Our client just called us and said they need to have an event um, in two weeks. How do we get that done? And, you know, I can see them all getting really excited. Okay, here's what we do. And then everybody starts throwing out things that need to be done. And I'll take this on. I'll take that on. I can do this. I can do that. You harness all that together and let people go and do what they're supposed to do. That is hugely um, gratifying. That's hugely beneficial. They like, your team likes the idea of making a decision, understanding what needs to be done and going out and accomplishing, getting that done. That is wonderful. That's what you call facilitating the communications, keeping things going, talking to people that they should be spoken to. So put, put put all that in the parameters. There's guys to do that. But once you get this team going, they start popping. And I know your team is going to love a challenge. Hey, we got two weeks to pull this off. How do we get it done? Don't walk in there and say, oh, this crazy client of ours, they now want this. That's going to make your team feel like that client is um, not necessarily worthy. Or we should know, hey, we got this client, they got a big demand, we're going to help them out this time. Won't be what we do all the time, but hey, we're going to help them out this time. How are we going to make this happen? And then you start people running and jumping and doing and planning and going forward. And how about you end up having a wonderful event and telling them how great they are to do that. Understand your team's goals and their values and uh, evaluating their performance. One thing I think is very, very important, when you have a team, you understand, like I said, when you command, take charge, you definitely tell them what your expectations are. Don't be afraid to evaluate them. Um, one-on-one, this is not something you do in a whole group of people, but you interview uh, performers, you evaluate them one-on-one. I would say don't wait until the evaluation time. If you evaluate them once every six months or once a year, that's fine, but still throughout the process, say good job. Uh, I like what you did. That was really good. Or say, hey, come on, let's talk a little bit. You know, that was a great job. Always start with something positive. That was a great job. But the next time you might want to consider. Well, oh, I want you to do this the next time. Or what its way, whichever it is, it could be something you want to consider or something you want them to do differently. But next time let's do this. I was not happy with how this turned out. We can fix that. But next time so and so. Give them ongoing criticism and, 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 and insights and thoughts on what they, how their performance are. When a person gets their evaluation at the end of the six months or the year, it should not be a surprise to them. They should know where they stand. And if there is, then it's a problem. Shame on you on that process, okay? So these are some things we need to look at in terms of building that team. You will go further a lot faster if you have a team that you built you do consensus building, agreeing upon stuff. You delegate to people. You open yourself up to ideas to suggestions. You know a little bit about them. You're them to them. Those are the kind of places you want to continue to work and be with that person going forward. This is how you make your team great, which will in turn make your business great. So as you prepare this year, this month of appearing your business for growing greatness, to be great, let's think about our, ta- our staff, uh, our employees, our vendors, our suppliers. Um, to make sure we have what we need to be as effective and efficient as we can be. So once again, I want to thank you for listening in today. This is Glenn Singletary and Glenn Greatness. Um, Hit me up on Facebook. Let me know what you're thinking, some things you might want to have us do on your show. On the show, we'd love to do it. Um, Also, you can catch us on Spotify, iHeart. Um, It's a number, all the platforms out there. We are there. Um, Once again, I just enjoy this conversation that we have. Please continue to go out. And today, as always, go out and just be great. Thank you. Have a good evening. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m., Right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness.